You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Bachelor and Bachelorette are kind of like Dancing with the Stars. Don't they have like four seasons per year? Yeah. I think it's been on for like 30 seasons. Every six weeks, there's a new one. And I've seen a couple of them. Well, I mean, uh, there's four seasons a year. Good point. Um, it used to be a TV season was once a year, but they're going more with the like that there's a fall, winter, summer, spring. There are four seasons. You ought to call it a cycle. Yeah. Uh, I've watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette a couple of different times over the years. Every time I've gotten into it, I've found it very entertaining in a very, I don't know, like eating potato chips sort of way. Mm. Um, Do you watch it somewhat ironically or because you really wonder which one um, will end up with the lover? I don't know if I'm watching it ironically, but I don't, I certainly have never cared which one ends up with who, but it's just. They're all just so depraved. They're also <laughs> such depraved human beings. And I think they're exactly what they're, they're, they're portrayed as on the shows. I've always had that question. What percentage of people are watching it sincerely and what kind of to, to mock? They're super pretty people that, uh, you know, all think they should be celebrities of some sort. Mm. They're all hoping to become famous. They all think they, they're, they've all, you know, got so much of their life attached to how hot they are. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's uh there's some hating of them that goes on by the average looking person there. I think. Excellent. Okay. So I we get do, it. we currently have a bachelor, so which means there's a dude and a whole bunch of hot chicks trying to win his love, I guess. And who are we gonna hear from here? It doesn't make any difference. Let's just All hear. my friends are white. My yeah. school was white. Yeah. And I didn't even feel comfortable like leaving my house without my hair being straight. 
Like there were times I just had so much, like so much anxiety and stress about like what people were gonna think. It's definitely a unique experience that black women have with their hair. Yeah, but, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So when I finally decided to shave it, it was like such an emotionally like freeing experience. So the Bachelor's black for the first time ever. I think is the, the Bachelorette uh, or the Batch. The ba- it's the Bachelor this season. Okay, and yeah. I believe the Bachelor's black for the first time. Correct. Yeah. Oh, which is a big deal, and that must have been a black batch, uh, a woman trying yeah. to win his love. Um, I, so, I'm surprised that they've gone this long with only white dudes, but um, I wonder if they're having to go through some. It's like having a kid on a sitcom; they're having to go through some no, I think new ways to hook people. Diversity training. Gotcha. We need a bachelor that looks more like America. Yeah, well, that's fine. I don't. I don't. That would be fat and middle aged. By the yeah, way, yeah, no kidding. Nobody, none of these chicks would be interested in. Go on. Uh, he's on TV. They absolutely would be interested. <laughs> Good point. I'm constantly thinking about like my students uh-huh. and what kind of year it is with the pandemic and everything at George Floyd in Minnesota this past spring. Yeah. It was very close to home. And so it's been a, a really difficult year for my students, especially my students of color and wanting to make sure that I can be there for them. Oh, boy. Well, both those clips were, like, relevant, interesting, and non-stupid. Yeah, I don't want relevant. That's not what I was ready for. If I'm sitting down to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette, I do not want to hear about race relations. I don't want to hear George Floyd Floyd mentioned. Wow. That's not what you come to The Bachelor for. You come to The Bachelor for she's complaining because one of the Madisons is a whore, (laughs) and you shouldn't date her. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why you're watching the show. <laughs> you know, I was just reading and probably talk about it on the show tomorrow. Uh, some uh, one of our beloved listeners who works for a chain of gas stations, which will, uh, well, convenience stores, really, which will remain unnamed for now. Uh, they got the full on. You got to take this woke diversity education thing. And it's just everywhere. I think everywhere connected with in whether corporate America or especially the entertainment business. They can't not do this. They have to show their their woke feathers, well, they, including the bachelor. They can not do this. They'd be fine. They don't think they, they don't know right. they'd be fine. Hershey's candy bar doesn't know that if they just made candy bars and never mentioned any of this, they'd be perfectly fine. They think that they need to make a statement or they'll be in trouble somehow. I don't, I don't know how they come to that conclusion. One more of these. So I just really didn't like when you shut me down during group conversation, and I feel like you've done that on multiple occasions. Are you talking about today when you were t- calling Sarah names? When I said the trash took itself out? I just would love an apology because you're not going to get an apology. You told me to stop when I wasn't done expressing myself. Expressing yourself and name calling are two different things. Oh, um, well, can I can thing. do whatever I want. And I can express myself with name calling when I choose to. See? They sound like (laughs) them doing me doing them. Yeah, it does sound like an impersonation of someone who up talks. Sean, you'd make a good bachelor where you just say things like that. Uh, it's actually it could be the exact same thing. <laughs> he yeah. just makes sarcastic comments about the stupid things I'm saying. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I missed our hot tub date last night. I got on a really good session of League of Legends on the computer. <laughs> uh, my, my rank has never been higher. I hope you understand. I just think it's rude that you would break a date with me when we had made a date and you broke it. I don't know what kind of agreement they make with the show before they sign the contract. I, I think they're all so desperate to get on. We will humiliate you, but put you on TV. Where do I sign? 
Yeah, they're well, they're all like I said, they're all hot, and so all of them, the dudes and the women, they not only know they're hot, they in their mind, having been the hottest person in the room most of their lives, they think they stand out among any crowd as being hot, and I will automatically be the star of this show, right? And this is going to change my life forever. People, I will be a household name. I'll have my own spinoff show. I'll have my own line of. You know, jewelry or footwear or whatever your whole thing is. That, mm. Because they're, they're used to that sort of thing. So I, I don't think you have to get them. I don't think it's very hard because it's always been amazing to me that there's never anybody going to say this. I've, I've known you for like 11 hours. I can't <laughs> look in your eyes and pledge my love to you and say we're going to have babies together, that would be moronic. And really devalue real family relationships <laughs> exactly. in a way I find repugnant. <laughs> I don't believe those words have ever been spoken. So I don't know if they tell them they can't say that, or if they just go along with it because I'm the hottest person here, it's obvious to anyone, and I'm it's, going to be a celebrity out of this. They, they all know the table stakes before they start playing the game. It's like going to the Renaissance Fair and not calling the bathroom the privy or the loo or what You know, you, you, you start speaking in doth, those, and thous, and everybody's just in the game. We're all just playing the game. So if you're a... Well, for all of them, they're all hoping to become like... A, 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 influencers right there's money in that but i gotta believe a fair number of the women are hoping some nba player or baseball player or something will see them and well, start d- 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 direct messaging them on the twitter and next thing you know you're dating um aaron Rodgers or Rob whatever runkowski yeah uh there's uh there are a couple of publications the daily mail springs to mind and the new york post that do both real news and like hottie pictures a lot and so uh, I'm, I, I see it a fair amount that, uh, reality star such and such caught in barely their bikini. Um, and this person was on something like The Bachelorette or one of your real housewives of what's it's. Um, and then from there, they try to build an internet brand, an Instagram brand, the rest of it. God, that's got to be competitive. Oh, yeah. And your window is so small. With very unique exceptions, you're out of the game when you're 25, so. Right, your window of opportunity is pretty pretty small. What if that's your only talent? Yeah, um, it, it does seem pretty obvious that for some of these people, if you do somehow stand out, and it's got to be a personality thing, because once you get to a certain level of attractiveness, there's just it's all the same, right? right. Isn't it? Sure. Um, if you date a celebrity, and it's a big enough celebrity that like your name is mentioned with that celebrity's name all the time in tabloids. Then you start, when, when you inevitably break up, you start dating other celebrities. It's weird because you've become like part of that crowd. I see this happen mm-hmm. with some of these people where they were dating this movie star. Now they're d- d- dating this basketball player. Right. And they're no better looking than the girl at the no. bookshop in, no. in your town. No. Right. Weird. Weird, 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 weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I have no idea what those people think. I wish you could have an on, on a really super honest conversation with some of them. No, I realize I'm not going to have any love, and this is all very shallow, but I think I can make X number of dollars before I'm 25, and then right. and I'll meet a nice guy and settle down. Or I don't know what their plan is. Or do they actually believe they're going to meet an NBA player, get married, stay married forever, and have three kids? I don't I don't have any idea. I, I, I don't know. I, if I were uh, the attorney for one of these uh, hotties, or maybe they're uh, capable of expressing it themselves, <clears throat> they might say to me, you've spent a great portion of your life watching young men whose only skill is they can throw a baseball really hard and make it curve a little bit back and forth. Uh, my talent is I'm super physically attractive. I have a skinny waist, I have large breasts, and a shapely bottom. Is that somehow 
less significant than hurling a baseball at high velocity. It's a decent argument. It takes a lot of work to be a baseball player. It takes a lot of work to stay in shape. You there, be, it's mostly genetics, but it's there a are, lot of genetics in the baseball. Thing. There are way more hot people at that level than there are athletes at that level. Not even close. And I don't think you it can takes... go to the mall and there will be 10 women that hot at the mall. There will not be 10 major league baseball players. No. And it, it takes a great deal of mental discipline uh, to be a winning baseball player as well. I don't know how much mental discipline it takes to have big boobs because <laughs> I don't have them. So I don't know. I've met a lot of pro baseball players. Not a lot of mental discipline. No. Well, it's, 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 it's specialized. Did yeah. you say boobs or moobs? <laughs> because you know what? You can F off, Michael. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. I have an idea where this is going. I um, I mentioned this story to my kids yesterday. Hey, did you hear this weird thing that, you know, you've heard about how people lose their sense of smell. Some people do when they get the COVID. Now, some people, even a smaller group, things that normally smell good smell bad. And I used some of the examples you threw out of, uh, you know, like a flower smell like uh, rotting meat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what's Mm -hmm. the first question my nine-year-old has? Tell me. Well, then, Same one you had? Yeah. Well, then, do bad things smell good? It was the first question he had. Same question I had. Hmm. Yeah, that's Although funny. he said he said I like bad smells, so I don't know what to do for me. He said I love the smell of my own stinky feet. <laughs> what a nine-year-old boy thing to say! Wow, wow. <clears throat> well, we talked about that syndrome and asked if anybody has dealt with it, and we got this note uh, from uh, Kim, who actually uh, says some really nice stuff about uh, she and her husband listening, her and her husband listening to the show, and. He's uh, he proudly wears his stupid should hurt T-shirt and almost always gets comments. So that's nice. A really nice note. But uh, she said, I had COVID March 2020. I got it again in December 2020. Again, that's interesting. I don't think that's proven. But uh, anyway, she had the vid. Second time, I lost my taste and smell for about a week. Gradually came back, and for a couple of months, it was normal except for coffee and chocolate. Coffee and chocolate smelled and tasted horrible. A few weeks ago, my taste and smell changed again. Now I always have this funky garbage smell in my brain. Ew. You know those plants that smell like garbage when they bloom? That's the closest thing that compares to what I smell every second of every day. Wow. How horrible is that? I suppose, you know, after a while you get used to it, but some days are better than others. I guess. I suppose you would. Well, she says, but it never goes away. I've cried myself to sleep on several occasions due to the horrible smell in my brain. I say in my brain because I'm not smelling something specific. It's just there. Okay, so that, because I said yesterday, well, you'd have, just have to plug your nose, put a clothespin on your nose. But if it's, if, it's, if it's that way, it sounds like it's in your brain. It's got nothing to do with taking in air through your nose. Exactly. She has tried everything she can think of. Nothing helps. It's neurological. Oh, hmm. uh, let's what see. What a weird thing to come out of a disease. How frustrating, too. Yeah, she wanted to say, I can't think of any bad smells that smell better now, as long as you asked. It's mostly no smell at all or funky garbage smells. List of some specific smells or tastes. Sweet, tastes good. Cookies, ice cream, fruit, etc. Not okay. good for the waistline. I've never had a sweet tooth, but now I can eat a, a row of cookies like it's nothing. She keeps her cookies in rows, evidently. Ha! <laughs> 
<laughs> I prefer the piling method. Uh, she says salt. Anything with any salt tastes so salty I can't stand it. Oh, interesting. Something that's lightly salted tastes like a spoonful of salt. Oh, I hate oversalted. That's one of my least favorite flavors. Poo? No Why is smell. she eating poo? No, no, this is smells as oh, well as we've taste. We've moved on. Okay. Poo is no smell. When I eat poo, it tastes like chocolate. <laughs> it's a sickener. That is a sickener. Rose, There's rose no of poo. Her crap doesn't stink. <laughs> this is who they were talking you about. You really think your doesn't stink. Yeah, it doesn't, actually. I uh, and, and, and Kim, forgive us for uh, making light, but uh, pee, on the other hand, smells awful. Yeah. Onions, no smell or taste. I can cut them up without tearing up. Coffee, bad, funky smell and taste. I love coffee and can't start my days without it. I've started to put cinnamon in it. It's the only way to cover up the funk of the coffee smell. Chocolate, terrible. Veggies, uh, some. Being repulsed by chocolate, I would like uh, to keep it out of my life. But uh, coffee would be a tough one. Body odor, no smell. Flowers, nothing. My dog, nothing. Candles, nothing. Most sauces smell so awful they make me gag. I don't get hungry or crave food anymore. My husband and I would consider ourselves foodies. Now I barely want to eat. Sometimes I won't eat until my body body gets jittery from lack of food. Wow, that's crazy. And then uh, she also says she's one of those long haulers who has symptoms for a, long, a very, very long time. Um, fatigue. Can't work out more than 20 minutes before I could walk miles and do a 90-minute yoga session. Muscle weakness. I randomly will have to sit down. My leg muscles aren't working. Doesn't uh, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about here, but doesn't these like really weird aspects of this disease make it seem to you like it's more likely it was created in a lab by humans than naturally occurring? I mean, some of these are just really weird things that you've never heard of before. I would I would think that except for your uh, description of pans, panda, as it's sometimes known, where like a strep infection. Uh, gets into deep into a kid's brain and can affect them in terrible ways yeah. for a long time. And so I'm I'm just thinking, it was funny, I had that model in my head when people started to talk about the neurological effects of this, and I thought, oh, yeah, okay, so it's similar mm. to that. Yeah, true. Um, I, don't, I could be wrong, I don't know. Um, and then brain fog comes on randomly, and it feels like I'm high, but not the good way. My husband will catch me staring off. I'll be doing dishes and forget what I'm doing. Oh. I'll put things in odd places. I can't finish sentences. Brain fog usually lasts half a day. Well, that would be like that would be a career ender for me. So you know, that's a, that's a major thing. I've heard a rumor that people with these lingering side effects find sweet relief once they get vaccinated. I'm hoping that this is true. Yeah, there is some uh, data out there showing that. People that are long haulers get the vaccine, even though they've had it, and it go these bad things go away, which would be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. God, I hope that's true for Kim's sake. She signs off, Kim and SoCal, nurse, wife, mother, or a daughter, and mother of a pug. That sounds like an insult you throw at somebody <laughs> in the old country. You mother of a pug! It sounds like something Simon Bolivar would have said to someone, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That- Steal grapes from my field, you mother of a pug. (laughs) You son of a whore and mother of a pug. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. Sean, just a quick cautionary tale before we get to the meat of the thing. 43-year-old Simon Shanks, a champion video gamer, found dead still clutching his Xbox controller after an all-night session. Found slumped on his sofa in front of his screen. How old? 43. What was his score and or did he win? That's my question. <laughs> um, did he just have a heart attack? Because he can have a heart attack doing anything. And he was sitting still on the sofa. His friend went upstairs to bed, came down 11 hours later. That's a good sound sleep. Found uh, Simon dead at his home. He's sponsored, too. He's wearing his T-shirt with his sponsors and everything. Well, how, how good do you have to be to get sponsored, Sean? Um, you have to have a decent amount of traction already 
um, to do that. But uh, what this does, if I dug deeper, I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing one of these. Um, so in the stunt uh, economy of getting Internet views, one of the common things for live streamers to do is, all right, we're... We're pulling out. A, well, we're doing a twenty-four hour stream, everybody, and they oh, kind of do. I am on camera, live streaming, whatever, gaming, doing and whatever so, it is. So I you do. can just like check in whenever you want, see if they're still doing it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and you know, people fall asleep during streams and chatting. You know, there's various yeah, reasons. Yeah, I why can this... see my brother or my my brother. My uh, which one is the one that came from my mom or uh, my son? I can see my son getting into this. Like if Beck Bro Jack was doing a twenty-four hour, yeah. checking back in to um, see if he's still at it. So if he was attempting to do one of those things, you know that it's it's a sad story either way. But you know, I, I could see that being one of the the activating. Or you can have a heart attack doing anything. His friend who found his corpse said he had not taken any drugs the night before, to his knowledge. Postmortem report found he had a thickening of the heart, while a toxicology report found therapeutic levels of prescribed medication, as well as levels of methadone, cocaine, and morphine. Hmm. So had a bad heart and did drugs. That's over the top. I mean, I find if I have a nice dose of methadone, some cocaine, I'm feeling good. Adding morphine to that is just, I don't know, it's crazy. At what point do you know which is doing which? Exactly. Right. Know when to say when. A little coke and morphine, fine. Leave out the methadone. Come on. So uh, my uh, ender off was the Kentucky Derby was this weekend. I never attended the Kentucky Derby, and I don't think I ever will. I don't have any desire to attend any big sporting event ever again in my life, really. But um, what's the biggest or coolest Single sporting event you ever attended. Michelangelo, you first. For me, it'd be one of the NBA playoff games. I well, think pick it was like one. Most... What was the biggest one, the most exciting one that you were glad you were ever... The, if you... uh, it was Kings versus Lakers. Which one? Uh, shoot, I think it was game six or something. The oh. infam- weren't you at the infamous no, 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 game, game six? No, it'd be game five. Game five. Oh, okay. That's right. right. Game, five was, game six was a ripoff. Oh, yes. Game five was the Bibby shot. Yep. Um, uh, my probably... The, the first time I walked into an NFL stadium, it was, uh, I was visiting my uncle in San Diego. Uh, he bought tickets from a scalper outside the stadium, and I thought, well, this is interesting. Um, and then when I first walked in and saw what I had only seen on, uh, TV before in terms of just the field and how it looked, and it was almost assuredly the biggest crowd that I'd ever sure. been in. Just the 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 actual feeling of oh, there's so many people. Look at this. What, what the, yeah. And it was they were playing against the Browns. I still remember this. They had a bunch of. Uh, my uncle was surprised that all look at all these Browns fans. And somebody else made the joke. Oh, they got sick of the winter or whatever. You know, they moved out. <laughs> yeah, good pro- times. <laughs> probably classic San Diego sports fan humor. Yeah. Um, and well, uh, I like your angle though. You're going with it. It was the most impactful just because it was the first one. And you're it's the a one kid. I remember yeah. the most. A lot I'm, of the other ones all blend together. Yeah. Of course, you've been in sports radio a lot, so you've been to a lot of yeah. big events. Yeah, yeah. So they would they would not have the same. If you get close to the business, it becomes less exciting. It becomes more of just a little business. Yeah, people get a little blasé. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say for me, uh, the biggest, definitely the Indy 500, which I really, really enjoyed. It's a long, exhausting day, but it's fun. Um And I wasn't a big car racing fan or anything, but it is an amazing spectacle, and the cars go so fast. And I mean, it's the sounds and sights are, are cool, but my favorite was probably uh, going to uh, Game Two of the National League Championship Series in when was that? Nineteen eighty nine, when it looked like the Cubs were going to the World Series for the first time in one hundred five years. I was at the second game where they beat the Padres. Um, 
And it and they were up 2-0, and no team had ever gone up 2-0 and lost a five-game season until the Cubs did that year. But because that was, of Mrs. O'Leary's cow or something, I don't remember exactly. what the whole thing Mrs. Was. O'Leary kicked a goat. <laughs> the goat bit Mayor Daly. He right. beat the Chicago 7. <laughs> Mistook Ryan Sandberg for one of the hippies, and, uh, and he couldn't hit anymore. As I recall. Huh. So I was going to go with... Um, either Game 7 Lakers-Kings, which was an amazing thing to be. I mean, that was a great, one of the great NBA showdowns, period, anyway. And the fact that I had such a rooting interest in one team. Um, or uh, Packers 49ers at Lambeau when they were both, like, Super Bowl teams. Mm. Um, went to overtime. and But it was just a fantastic to be there. But Sean took me back to... The, really, probably the most impactful. I had been to Major League Baseball games when I was a little kid. Because I was a little kid, I didn't quite get what was going on. I thought it was cool and everything like that, but I still didn't quite get it. Then I didn't go to another Major League Baseball game until I was like 16, when I fully understood what was happening here. And I had, is at Royal Stadium in Kansas City, and we had terrible seats. I mean, like, I'm, the people are like ants. But still, yeah. the fact <laughs> that that's freaking Reggie Jackson. Right freaking there. Right. That's George Brett. I mean, it was just so mind-blowing to me because I'm from the middle of nowhere. You do not see celebrities. You do not see anything like that in person. And the fact that I was seeing these actual human beings, even though they were so small, (laughs) they could have been anybody, but I knew it was, you know, it's left field or... Oh, and cheap seats in baseball are terrible because you can't see the ball. Well, every pop-up looks like it's a home run. That's right. part of sitting way up there. It's like, oh, my God! second baseman settles under it. <laughs> but, yeah, so I out. think that was the most impactful. I mean, me and my friends, who had also never seen anything like that, we were all just, I can't believe, we'd still be saying it an hour later, I can't believe that's Reggie Jackson right there, we'd still be saying. So, yeah, it's, it's terrible when that, it's like the innocence of youth, I guess, with all things. All things, innocence of youth go away. It's just It's just part of the deal. But, mm-hmm. you know, you get a little older, and if you're connected, and you make a little money, whatever, and then pretty soon you're sitting in uh, front row seats for this and that, and you walk out halfway through the game because you got better things to do, and it's just <laughs> never, it's not quite the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, most impactful, and I've told this story before, had to be the first time I went to a, a Major League Baseball game with my dad, because that's seared into my memory. Coming out of the, the, the concrete, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the hallway, the giant hallway, concourse, uh, at Wrigley Field, coming up the concrete steps and seeing that field in person for the first time. Uh, the the grass was impossibly green. The bases were impossibly white. And seeing the guys in their gleaming white pinstriped uniforms is just amazing. I think it was. If I could be transported back to that moment, I might have a heart, heart attack. Wow. At my I, current age. I think it was at Wrigley Field where I did one of the most impactful things of my youth by uh, telling my dad <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. I'm probably eight years old. Telling my dad I need to go to the bathroom and accidentally walking into the women's room instead of the men's room. And you wouldn't think it'd be that impactful, but because I was a shy kid who followed the rules and I'm in the big city, which I'm not used to, walking into the women's room and then looking around, where are the urinals? And it's all women looking at me. I was just so horrified, just deep to my soul. I can still picture that room like I saw it. Five minutes ago, I can picture the women that were in there. And it was all clothed. I didn't see any, but it's just, 
I was so horrified that I'd done something wrong, and I got back to the seat, and I didn't tell my dad, and I was just sure they were going to announce it over the loudspeaker. <laughs> the police are on the way to get the eight-year-old who just walked into the women's restroom. I was just sweating bullets and mortified. It's oh, terrible. Oh, man. Terrible. You probably couldn't enjoy the game no, for an hour and no, a half. No, I was just waiting for the, uh, the police to come apprehend me. Take me away to prison forever. Oh, and, ladies and gentlemen, Edelman, there is a pervert in the park. <laughs> ark, ark. We're asking your help in apprehending ending the young man so, who was perving out. out. Did you have to hold it for the whole game, or did you... Go? I don't remember what I did. I was too young to even have, you know, uh, the idea of the pervert. It was just like, you don't do that. You don't go into the women's restroom. I'm a little kid. I, I made a mistake. Hide behind the corner every time you see an usher come, because you don't understand the yeah. level of uh, authority that various people have. Just because <laughs> I'm thinking of it, one of my... Uh, it ended up being fine, but I I bought a I wanted to go to Wrigley uh, uh, Fenway Park, so I'd been to a lot of the great baseball stadium, and I'm in Boston, and there's a game that night, and I wanted to go to Fenway Park, and so I bought a ticket on the street, and um uh which was fine. I just wanted to get in, as they call them. I just wanted to be able to say I'd been to Fenway Park, and um but it was behind. You mentioned casually that you'd parked your car by the harbor, <laughs> <laughs> but I got a seat behind a pole, which I didn't even know existed at ballparks. <laughs> it did it did Fenway Park, where I my legs. We're straddling a pole. The pole was the front of the seat, and you had to put your leg around it to sit on the seat with the pole in front of you. And you could either look on this side of the pole or that side of the pole. Uh, who knew seats like that even existed? The old-timey <laughs> parks, they did Wrigley Field. If you're sitting on the lower deck toward the back, ball goes up in the air and disappears because the lower deck came or the upper deck came down far enough. You couldn't see it. And you'd see the guy settle under it, and you'd think, yeah, it looks like he's going to catch it. That's terrible. <laughs> I sat in those like once and learned my lesson. <laughs> what's the what's the term on the ticket? Uh, impeded view or partial view, something like that. So do you think it? So my kids have not been to a, a professional baseball game or football game or NBA anything like that yet, and they kind of want to go. Do I start up in the cheap seats where, like as I just mentioned, it was unbelievable for me to be in those cheap seats? Yeah, but or you I get were a young better baseball seats. fan. Do I get them better seats? But then they're jaded, and if we ever ever sit up further up, it's going to be... I I think Joe brings up an interesting point, that since they are not already fervent about baseball Uh the way that you were, the whole cheap seat things might be kind of a... It might be a tough sell if you wanted to do it again. You're trying to make them fall in love. You were already in love. I was already in love, so Mm -hmm. I could have sat anywhere. Yeah, I would would treat them close enough that you can hear the crack of the bat and and see the guys scratching themselves. Uh, Because, for legit, once you sit... On, uh, with your feet on the court at an NBA game, it's it's pretty hard to sit way up high <laughs> and yeah. think, why am I not just at home? I would suggest uh, starting minor league and and scaling up to professionals, though. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Yeah. We're gonna do a triple A game. Why do you think they'd get the bends if you immediately went to the major leagues? Or, I didn't know there were minor leagues when I went to my first Cubs game. No, I didn't know either. But I I, I like for first of all because they're not into baseball. And I don't want it to be a complete waste of time to make the trek and expense to do Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah, if, yeah. if a half hour into it, they're both hating it. Go to AAA, yeah. it costs nothing, not much parking, get a hot dog, you know, that sort of stuff. Get the hot dog, follow it with the cotton candy, follow that with the ice cream, follow that with the popsicle. <laughs> that's the way you get them hooked. And diabetes, that's how you get them diabetes. <laughs> So you convince them that the point of baseball is that you can eat any bit of crap that you want. Like oh, yeah. the whole the whole rule for eating crap goes out the window if you go to a baseball game. And that's how I get them on the hook. Exactly. Whatever it takes. So after years of going to baseball games, they'll be 400 pounds and still not have the slight. What, three strikes or now? That's new to me. I don't actually understand the game. <laughs>
Here comes the Cracker Jack guy again. <laughs> Tried to catch a hot dog with my mouth when they shot it at <laughs> the crowd. Not a good idea. Got my sight back, though. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. People with these names should watch their step. A California-based firm compiles a list of people who are most accident-prone by name. That sounds idiotic. I told you it was stupid. Uh, Yeah, but I thought... We went into it as stupid. I thought you meant... I mean, like, regular stupid, not like uber stupid. Well, you know... uh, Scientists, uh, you know, you take a look at everything. You never know when you're going to hit upon something. This one's almost certainly stupid, but mm-hmm. there's some people believe that the, your name can have an impact on your life, affect your personality, etc. I don't know if I believe that at all. If you had a particularly weird name, it might have some impact on your personality growing up, but man, even then, I don't think it'd be a lot. <laughs> That reminds me, um, you know, if your last name's Pig and your kids name you Ima, that sort of thing. Sure. Oh, yeah. That I could see. Your, your parents are awful. That's your or problem. Or if your name is Barry Satoro, but that's not exotic enough, so you start calling yourself Barack Obama. Um, I was doing, I'm getting way off track here. Um, or Sandy Cortez now calls herself uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Um, you know, uh, I don't know why I thought of this, but I was doing the parent-teacher conference for my son, my fifth grader yesterday, and she is talking about, there's one particular thing that makes uh, my son uncomfortable, and then she's talking about some kids, this makes them uncomfortable, and she's talking about what her made her uncomfortable. Man, if there is one gift I could give to my kids, and I know every parent feels exactly the same way, and every parent probably has. A billion dollars. It'd be a billion dollars. Now you don't have anything to worry about. A toy fire truck. Uh, it's just the ability to, to like look at it through your grown-up eyes. Uh, so many things that were torturous as a child. Mm. As a grown-up, you think, why Why did little me sit there suffering because you thought your feet were too big or your hair was the wrong color or you had a funny name or, you know, whatever your thing is. Right. You couldn't read as well out loud or your math or just or your the sports or whatever your thing was that was torturous to you as a kid. If you could just give kids the adult perspective on that. Oh. Or you just don't give a crap. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's funny. And, and, and it's just, it's terrible that kids have to suffer through that. You know, obviously that's part of life. Somehow it's the way it's supposed to be, I suppose. But Well, and it's a, it's a learning curve for a lot of us learning to pay heed to and, and, and like respect their expressing their issue to you and not reject it. Not say, don't worry about that. Yeah, no, that they are worried. That doesn't work, and I know that from my own personal experience. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So you have to recognize it, and then find a way to very, very, very gently convey the notion that uh, this too shall pass. You'll get past this. It won't even leave a mark, um, unless it does. And and trust me when I say, even after your kids are adults, sometimes you have to have that conversation. I also go with the. you know, since you are, you know, what it feels like when somebody mentions your whatever your situation is, mm-hmm. it's a good reason not to do it to other people. There you go. Teaches you compassion. Um, anywho, I don't know how I got off on that. I guess the names thing, being made fun of for your name. But anyway. That's a little insight there. I didn't expect it when the stupid, stupid thing began. <laughs> this is yeah, stupid. Give me, a, give me a for instance. I wish I had the name. <laughs> the name part is stupid. I actually like would like more from the study 
this stuff, um, personal injury claims, and they went through all of them in the state of California, which is a big state. Mm-hmm. Women suffer injuries 37% more when falling over. Men are top heavy. It's the breasts. <laughs> Fall this over. Makes sense. Ah. <laughs> that doesn't happen to me that often. Men are twenty three percent more likely to have mishaps at home than women. They don't have any reason for this. They just compile it. I'd like to. I'd probably like to see that whole thing. I bet it's interesting. But then they. I bet a lot of the mishaps are uh, uh, falls from ladders and stuff like that when you're fixing stuff. If your name is Kyle, you're probably going to fall off a ladder. Or slam your foot in a door. I'll be damned. Or trip over something. I'm trying to think if I or know hit your head on a cupboard. Kyle. I didn't have the time to to Kyle. independently <laughs> do a comparison, but I would love to see those names overlapped with most popular names of the age ranges kind of featured here. Because it seems like, I don't know, the more popular names are just going to show up more often. Is it, yeah, right. Is it a disproportionate number excellent, of Kyles? Excellent point. And a that, percentage of Kyles? And then and names are not doled out evenly. Correct. No, it is not a random sample. There are going to be more Brandons stubbing their toe in 10 years as adults. Than exactly. Ulysses. Than, you, than Ottos. Yeah, right. <laughs> not because right. of their name. There are more Caitlins yeah. falling over as we speak. Exactly. Oh, Madison's the, can't bits. stay upright. Oh, are you kidding? Um, you can't swing a dead uh, cat without hitting a prone Madison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was talking about, I think I was talking about Pinehurst, North Carolina the other day with a, a buddy of mine. Um, and I said, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a championship golf course. He said, Joe, Joe, you need to let your dead cat go. <laughs> Why are you hanging on? Stop to swinging it. <laughs> Cracked me up. <laughs> so Sean took a stupid premise and by pointing out the flaw in the stupid premise made it even stupider. So yes. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore because it's just moronic. Oh, I ruined it. It's just moronic. <laughs> well, it's fun to talk about uh, some of the. Uh, I'll hit you with the women, uh, Haley. But I think that again, gets to the. Yeah. To Sean's point. I don't think I know a... Yeah, I do know a Haley. Yeah, I do. Sorry. I'll retract that. More Haley's are falling over than Ruth's. <laughs> Names, Jack. They come in and out, don't they? Yeah. You ever notice that? Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.